how's it going? This is Hope. Hope you're enjoying your February. I am for the most part. I uh, took on a project where I'm recording a podcast a day about the first appearance of a black superhero for every day of February. And I'm doing that over at Traveling Through the Bronze Age. And it's been really fun. But it's also been a lot more work than I anticipated. So I'm a little wiped. But other than that, I'm doing well. You know, since you asked. You should probably actually go check that stuff out if you haven't yet. I think maybe you'll enjoy it. And it has specific appeal for this particular podcast. Although we are going to cover it definitely in much more depth here. One of them is going to feature the issue that we are going to cover today. Because today's issue features the first appearance of Mal Duncan, who is one of my favorite DC characters. So go check that out over at Traveling Through the Bronze Age. Uh, let's see what else is going on. The other day... My wife described Ego Mini Waffles as being her kryptonite, and I had to tell her, Lisa, I think you have a fundamental misunderstanding of the way that kryptonite works. It's not like Superman sees a big bowl of kryptonite and is like, oh, I really shouldn't. Oh, it's so bad for me, but nom, 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 nom. I had to tell her. Radium is your kryptonite, in that exposure to it causes you to die of radiation. That's what kryptonite is. And I feel like that's one that gets used with kryptonite a lot. Yes, it is Superman's weakness, but not in the sense that it is something that he just can't resist. Anyway, now that that PSA is out of the way, let's talk about Teen Titans number 26. Because it's a doozy. Teen Titans number 26, April 1970. Written by Robert Koeniger, drawn by Nick Cardi. Teen Titans Roll Call. Hawk, Dove, Speedy, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, Lilith. And introducing Mal Duncan. A Penny for a Black Star. Previously on Teen Titans. Our teenage heroes have fucked up but good and proper. They had a hand in the shooting death of a Nobel Peace Prize winning philanthropist and now they feel super shitty. Replacing a college-bound Robin with new recruits, Hawk, Dove, and a definitely not Japanese Lilith, the new-look Titans have vowed not to use their powers or costume, and have undertaken a new training regiment under the tutelage of the mysterious Mr. Jupiter, the richest man in the world. Oh, and they all have new jumpsuits now. Our sextet of Titanic teens don their aforementioned jumpsuits and head into what is basically a C-minus danger room, where Mr. J and his lovable robot Angel shoot a bunch of lasers and shit at the teens, and give them some astronaut training. The mysterious multi-billionaire gives each Titan a penny and tells them to go get jobs and live in the ghetto for a while. Fair enough. Lilith's psychic powers tell her that that's a groovy plan, and maybe they will, quote, find a black star, unquote. The gang arrives in Hell's Corner, where an adorable little black girl named Cindy is selling lemonade for a penny a glass. The teens decide to quench their thirsts, because what the fuck else can they do with one cent? Unfortunately, their thrift enrages the local biker gang, Hell's Hawks, whose leader, the irascible Storm Trooper, demolishes Cindy's fledgling business and pushes the teens around something fierce. Having vowed not to use their powers, the heroes are at a bit of a loss, until Cindy's older brother Mal shows up and kicks the shit out of Hell's Hawks. Hooray! The Titans thank Mal and ask him where they can find jobs and houses. He tells them to go away. Good for you, Mal. Luckily, they all find employment within minutes. The gals at a clothing store, the fellas at a neighborhood boys club. 
And I guess they can live at those places, too. Good for them. Turns out the club where the fellas work holds monthly boxing matches with the local youths. First up, Mal vs. Stormtrooper. Mal kicks the shit out of Storm again. Then, Storm and his gang jump him backstage, and Mal kicks the shit out of him yet again. Hooray! The teens love Mal Duncan, and he loves them, so they all go out dancing at a club called the Cool Cat. Kid Flash realizes that Mal is the black star they've been looking for, and asks him to join the Titans. Mal says that's cool with him, but he doesn't want a uniform. He doesn't feel he's earned it yet. They all train together in their shitty danger room knockoff. Mal does great. Then he wakes up super early, hugs Lilith, and stows away on an experimental rocket headed for Venus. For real. He just does that shit. Joining us once again is my good-for-many-things brother, Corey. Corey, how goes it? It goes well. So, what'd you think? Good times, good art, and uh, nice outfits. Yeah, man. That was awesome! (laughs) I love that comic book. It's one of my favorite comic books, not just Teen Titans ones. Mm -hmm. It's weird, man. It is weird. It's, It's another one similar to the last issue that leaves you wondering, hey, what's going to happen next? Oh, absolutely. In terms of cliffhangers manufactured out of nowhere at the very end of the comic book. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, talk about doing your own thing, following your own groove. (laughs) That is one hell of a way to do it. Dude, yeah, out of nowhere. He just was like, you know what my thing is? Stowing away aboard a spaceship and going on an unmanned flight to Venus. Mm -hmm. And And everybody, like, they're just like, I can't believe you did that. That's so dangerous. But also are just like, good for you, man. You're doing your own thing. Well, uh, yes, but also, like, and now we have to do all the shit to get you back safely. Right, but they're not mad at him. They're more impressed with his bravery than they are, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) You ruined our space program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, as he thinks, made it better. Yeah, well, kudos to uh, Dr. I keep calling him that, Mr. Jupiter, for not losing his cool and just being like, well, we can't turn the rocket around without destroying everything, so we'll just have to uh, go. Send you to the moon. Yeah. And then have you go from the go, moon to Venus. Because the moon. if you go to the moon first, it'll be faster for you to go to Venus. You can catch him. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah. It's basic moon stop 101 <laughs> theory from my astronomy class. That I... Right, right. Well, the fastest way between two points is always the moon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I should point out that I've had a, a lot of coffee today. And? And I tried to counter that with some whiskey. No, good plan. Thanks. They, so they should even each other out. I don't know why you're telling people for. Me neither. Stimulant plus depressant yeah. equals neutral. That was the logic. Yeah, no, and your logic is sound. Thank you. Anyway. I'm not a high-endist, but I think that's the way these drugs work. Oh, I lost track of where we were, sir. Is it because I made a very funny joke of calling a myself high, a high-endist? Yes, it is. Aha, I tripped you up. I called myself not a high-endist. <sighs> so, we should probably look at... The beginning of the issue, Mm. they've got a new robot friend. Yeah, Angel? His name is Angel. Angel, to me, is his face is creepy. His face, he is a creepy looking robot, but he is clearly like their mother figure within this. It's, I feel like there's a dynamic set up where, where Mr. Jupiter is their new dad and their new mom is a robot named Angel. Wow, I did not read it that way. No? To me, he seemed kind of butlerish, like a C-3PO sort of sort of figure. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, but like, where do you get mom? I just, I, I just feel like he's, 
It's like Mom got her arm shot off by the lasers teaching us how to uh, dodge them. Yeah, you don't remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh. I don't know. To, to me, I feel like it's set up where Dr. or Mr. Jupiter is their dad. And like he's the new, their new stern character. And that Angel is more sympathetic to them and is like a more nurturing figure, even though Angel is a robot. Mm-hmm. That is kind of creepy. And I would say male-bodied robot. It's just, oh, I mean, it's not like... I, I assume, I just went from the name Angel, I guess you're right, Angel on the Rockford Files was a dude. There's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a lady. Had a face close. Had a male <laughs> character named Angel, I believe. Yeah, 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 you're right. But Taste I mean, closed, just because the robot is not a, like, heavy metal robot... That, like, is all sexy lady robot. Oh, I get it now. Yeah, does it Like mean, the magazine, not yeah. like the... Ba- not like the genre of music. Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, there was some crossover there, I think. But, like, I don't think... I don't... Anyway, I don't know why we're ascribing gender to this robot. Dude, <laughs> you started I didn't. You did. You called it mom. I didn't. I mean, not literally, but... I, I, uh, I guess, in your mind, moms have to be ladies. Uh... Boom! I'm not stepping. You're a closed-minded guy. <laughs> so, also, what's interesting about this issue is I think it's pretty topical for the for the time. So, I'm assuming that so this this one came out in April, which means they probably started writing it the well, month, month they, or so before. Is that no? It it, it's it didn't actually come out in April. If the cover date is April, it probably came out three or four months before that. So, it probably came out in like January or so. Mm, okay, but 1970. So that that still works though with the timing of uh, so the, the the big kind of focal point of this or the, or the end of the issue is the the rocket ship. Oh yeah, no, and the space the, was still a super big deal, and right and then. it was and it was April, I think April ish of nineteen seventy where the the whole Apollo, the Houston we have a problem Apollo thirteen. Oh, so you're saying on? it was prescient? Yeah. Hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it depends, I guess, on how the timing of the writing of the comic lined up with what was going on in the news. Well, the my time. thinking is that God is a big fan of this comic book. And he's like, ooh, this is cool. Stranded in space. I'm gonna make that happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, did I miss a different... There was a more God stuff in there? No, I mean, who do you think strands rockets in space? Science. Hmm... You literally never liberal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> science strands things all over the place. So you think science is a big fan of the Teen Titans comic? <laughs> well, clearly, based on the track record <laughs> this book has with its accurate science, yes. That's true. There's more accurate science in this issue. The danger room that they do... It's not called the danger room, but like the weird tunnel where they do all of their space training. Mm. What the fuck? That place is weird. It seemed very dangerous. It's weightless and filled with fire, and somehow that helps them be in space. So the point of that exercise was to deal with like how to get around an anti-gravity, but if it's anti-gravity it, it, and the floor is made out of fire, right? your goal is, I guess, to swim from one area of the space you're in to the other without touching the floor? Yeah. Because, so you, you can't. Because when you're on a spaceship, you... Hot lava. Will be destroyed if you're... You're playing hot lava in space. Oh. You get bored. That's one of the things you do if you're in to space. To pass the time so you don't pass go the crazy. Time so you don't get space madness. Ah. Is you play hot lava. Got it. Yeah. Got everybody it. knows that, Corey. So they just used real fire instead of 
hot lava because the hot lava was probably too hard to import. Yeah. To the, hey, well, I mean, Jupiter could have done it. I think, yeah. He could afford it. Yeah. He's the richest man in the world. I guess he didn't get that way by 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 wasting his money on hot lava when simple fire was. Oh, no. He displays a great deal of thrift in this issue. Mm-hmm. Giving them all one penny each to yeah. go live in the ghetto mm-hmm. as part of their training. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> part of their astronaut training. Yeah. To teach them to think. Yeah. And solve problems. I guess. But also, he seems to have whatever powers Lilith has, too. Or maybe he just consults with Lilith a lot in terms of, like, knowing what's going to happen. Maybe that's how he got so rich, is that he's psychic and he can predict the future a little bit. Because he's like, oh, you'll know what you need when you get there. Like, he clearly sent them off to recruit Mal. Mm -hmm. But what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And he knew that giving them one penny each, which mm-hmm. I love how they use there is like, oh, he's given us one penny in which to survive. And as soon as they get into the rough section of town, they're like, lemonade's a penny. Fuck, let's all get lemonade. You know, it's it worked out for them, but like that was not part of any sensible plan. It, no, it seemed extremely random. And so the in- introduction of Mal as the newest member of the Titans. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, there's been like a, a new Titan per issue added at this rate. Oh, more than that, because there were three added last That's issue. Hawk and Dove, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And does Mal? I don't. I'm trying to remember if he's like a new, new. He's team, a new character. New Teen Titan, though, like like New Teen Titans. He's not like the, the New Teen Titans. No. Is does he? Who is he in the DC universe? Is he the Vox guy? He's Vox. He's Herald. He goes by the name Guardian for a while. He bounces around a lot, but he's um, like space themed. No, of? he has a lot of different themes. This is foreshadowing, but at one point he gets a magical ram's horn, and when he because he he beats up an angel, not a robot angel, but an actual archangel, in fact, um, using his excellent kickboxing. Using his his street smarts. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I think he boxes it mostly. Hmm. And then the angel, if he loses, then he's going to die. Hmm. And he just kind of, ch- like, this angel f- happens by and he challenges it. I thought angels were supposed to be nice. Nah, they're kind of proud dicks. Th- this one is. Because then this other angel shows up and was like, Hey, you beat that other angel. That's rad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice work, buddy. Now you get a magical ram's horn, and when you blow it, it will e- instantly even the odds of whatever fight you're in. Dang. So he's got this very powerful magic shofar, and he starts playing it in a nightclub act with Speedy. Um, what? It's fucking awesome! This is why I love the Teen Titans what? from this era. Oh, man. Um, Mal is fucking rad. Uh, but they keep trying different things on him. I think during that time, he, he was called, he may have been called Hornblower. Because of the shofar. Because, yeah, he mm. could blow a horn. Uh, he was definitely called, I think, Harold Vox. He had like, a guardian. He went by oh. guardian for a while. So he had like a hood and... Yeah, he did stuff. that for a little bit. And so he, I think he showed up a, a, a little bit in the New Teen Titans, but he was never mm. a regular member of that squad. Mm. Um, but yeah, he, he bounces around a lot. Well, it's a hell of an introduction. Like he gets he he comes on the scene by kicking butt when the rest of the Titans are like, "Oh, we can't, we he can't." He kicks fight. a uh, and it's so confused. Like this, like we can't use our powers. I don't know why that hindered Speedy at all. He he he's not shooting arrows. He could have uh, he could have mm-hmm. punched and kicked. And it's not like they have sworn off violence. Even Mm-mm. it's just I guess I don't know what Wonder Woman's Wonder Girls trying to do in this situation. If she's just like. I will just punch lightly and kick not very hard. Well, see, yeah, that was the other super 
kind of incongruent thing about that whole fight scene when they get attacked by the stormtrooper and his goons. Yeah, Hell's Hawks. Where they're like, uh, we can't use our powers, so we're going to dodge everything for a while. And, and then, then and we'll then, punch and them. And we'll beat them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, that was very inconsistent, and it didn't make a goddamn lick of sense. Nope. But I still liked it. And mostly I liked it because it gave Mal the opportunity to... I don't know what the fuck Stormtrooper is thinking, because all Mal does is beat him up. Like, he beats him up that time, mm-hmm. and then he beats up the rest of the Hell's Hawks. Mm-hmm. And then they show up at the boxing ring, mm-hmm. and he beats him up in the boxing ring, mm-hmm. and then they jump him backstage, and he beats him up again. He just beats the shit out of Stormtrooper a bunch, mm-hmm. which is great, because Stormtrooper seems like a real dick, mm-hmm. even though I like the way he dresses. Him and his whole squad are ugly goons, man. Yeah, they're ugly goons, but, they're, mm-hmm. you know, he's got a cape. Even like the <laughs> outfit where he's got the boxing gloves on and no and no shirt, and then he's got and a he's, cape. But he's still got a cape and hat. That's a good. <laughs> he's a proud ugly goon, uh-huh. and I like that about yeah. him. Kind of like a. I guess Apollo Creed didn't have a cape, but he had the hat that he wore on stage. He did. First. Oh well, he had the Uncle Sam hat. Yeah, that was pretty good. For you listening at home, I was just staring off into the distance dreamily, <laughs> thinking about Apollo Creed. I do that from time to time. Uh, I edit most of it out for the podcast, but probably once every 20 minutes, I just stare off into the distance for a good 20 seconds and think about Apollo Creed. Ah, oh, man. Damn. This Apollo Creed. What a great guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so they go to the, they go to the, the ghetto. Mm-hmm. They yep. buy some lemonade. Hell's Corner or uh, what's it called? Well, it's called Hell's... No, it's called Hell's Corner. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be Hell's Kitchen. Right. You got to switch things up a little bit in the DCU. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, Mal, that was awesome how you beat that guy up. You want to hang out with us? And he's like, no, go away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, can you tell us where to get jobs? And he's like, no, go away. <laughs> and like a really weird mixed metaphor, too. He's like, you're in the wrong park. Take the next exit. Stop yeah. on the bus. Get out of town, guys. In this okay, so here's what Mal tells them. They said, you sure kicked down the door for us. He says, forget it, man. I didn't want to join your club. I just don't like meatheads like that scaring my kid's sister. Reasonable. Mm. And then they say, well, can you tell us where we can find work or a place to live? And he, what he says is, look in the mirror, chick. It'll give you all the answer. You're in the wrong ballpark. Head for the nearest exit. Yeah, there's a lot of mixed metaphors in there. Mm. But I think what he's telling them basically is, look... You're white. This shit's going to be easy for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you want to live in this part of town. You don't need to. Mm -hmm. What's your fucking problem? Yep. And they go on to prove that it is, in fact, very easy for them. Mm -hmm. The very next few minutes, I think, Mm -hmm. Lilith and Wonder Girl wander into a clothing store Mm -hmm. and ask if they can be sales girls. Mm -hmm. Well, to be fair, there was a sign saying sales girls needed. The lady's response, though, is fucking rad. Because, so you two girls want to do your thing in my shop. Well, let's play it by ear and see what kind of vibes occur. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh man, the 70s. (laughs) Best job interviews ever. What a special time that was. I fucking hate looking for a job, but it's Mm -hmm. like, well, why don't you do your thing and see what vibes occur? Mm -hmm. I would actually hate that. (laughs) I I would need some kind of structure. I would be very frustrated. Yeah. I would not get that job. And be a terrible sales girl. But they're not. They do a great job. Mm-hmm. And I guess they get to live in the store, too. Yeah, yeah. Place to work, place to live. Yeah, it's nice. Just like that. Similar to the way it worked out for the young men. 
Well, the young men, it's even better. <laughs> they they wander by a baseball game. Quite an offer. They they start playing some baseball, and then some dude comes up to them and says, "You young men look athletic. You want to live with me and my wife?" <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I feel like that kind of offer does still happen. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> if the internet is to be believed, <laughs> this sort of offer does happen on a fairly regular uh. basis. Generally, slightly different outcome, mm-hmm. but the upside is they get to live and work in a boys and girls club. And the guy, the guy describes it too as he's like, "I need somebody to help teach kids how to play baseball and to paint." And to do drawings, uh, because I make most of my money promoting fights. <laughs> right. So he's just a poor, down-on-his-luck boxing promoter, mm-hmm. known throughout the world as the most honest, hard-working profession. And they run monthly boxing r- matches at mm-hmm. the boys' club that mm-hmm. the kids end up working at. Hawk ends up mentoring boxers and t- teaching them how to box. Mm-hmm. At least I'm pretty sure it's Hawk. It is very, very difficult. When Since they have abandoned their costumes, mm-hmm. I have a lot of trouble telling which Teen Titan is which Teen Titan. Yeah, and for the most part, they are used, with the exception of Dove, mm-hmm. fairly interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Speedy, they call Speedy a lot of the time. Yeah. But if they don't, and there are some situations mm-hmm. in which they're all just, the five of them will be having a conversation, and I have no idea who is saying what. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm pretty sure it's Hawk, but it might be Speedy is coaching the boxing. I think it's Hawk. Yeah, and Dove is coaching the painters. He's so encouraging. He is so encouraging. It is It is so charming. Do you want to read what he tells them? Sure. <laughs> That's on page 14, actually, because this this is one of my contenders for the, my favorite bits. There are dialogue. so many. I feel like last issue there was not quite as much. Mm-hmm. This issue, almost every panel could be, oh, this is maybe my favorite panel. This is maybe my favorite dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the artwork in this is great. Nick Cardi oh, he, he killing it. He really is. And the fact that nobody's wearing any superhero costumes in it makes it almost seem like more of a like young romance comic and the artwork mm-hmm. reflects that i think maybe that's just partly because when Kaniger writes women they cry a lot mm-hmm. which is not the best but yep they have really big eyes they have big eyes and and they they need those big eyes to to hold all of the tears that they mm-hmm. have yeah you can totally tell this is hawk and dove because the narration says as the day wears on one titan does his thing and another does his and then under each of those panels are just like hawk being like smash him like <laughs> smash him like you mean it <laughs> okay hawk <laughs> is like are easy to tell for the most part and then uh and then, also hawk uh, dove is the only blonde one yeah and dove is saying <laughs> to, he's like looming over this kid's shoulder who's intently uh, drawing a portrait, and he's saying, Paint what you feel. If you feel a man has green hair and orange skin, paint him like that way. That's your thing. No one can take it away from you. Everything has exclamation <laughs> points. Of course it does, and he is so earnest. I also am pretty sure that that kid is doing a black and white drawing. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, and it's just like, this is not helpful, teacher. Yeah, like, if you look I'm at just, the kid's expression, it looks like the, he's the looking The kid looks a little bit worried and annoyed. Yeah. He's like, okay, thanks. Creepy stranger. <laughs> like, I don't want to paint somebody with orange <laughs> fur or whatever it was he said. But nobody can take that away from you. Nobody Do what can. you feel. Yeah, paint yeah. what you feel. What you love. It's the best. Follow your painter's heart. So, yeah, then they have the boxing match. Mm-hmm. Mal is fucking rad. 
And there's a couple of panels after. So after the boxing match, Mal is being a little bit like, I don't want to hang out with you guys. Will you leave me the fuck alone? Mm -hmm. Then after the boxing match, Hell's Hawks tried to jump him. Mm -hmm. Michael Pollard. That's who the main Hell's Hawk looks like. The guy did by voices? Wait, no, that's somebody else Pollard. Is it? No, the guy that I'm thinking of is the... uh, This is going to sound cruel. Robert Pollard, I think. Is the guy that I'm thinking of, or what the... No, the guy did by voices. He's the very ugly actor who is in Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, I see. Yeah, he does look like that. Yeah. He he looks like that guy. Robert Pollard. Is the guy from Guided by Voices? Mm-hmm. Huh. And he does not really look like the... Um... He doesn't look like the... Well, actually, he, the old... He does as an old man. <laughs> A little bit. He doesn't look like Stormtrooper. Well, if Stormtrooper was, like, in his 60s. No. I mean, they look the same in that they're both in the scenario you created in their 60s. That one kind of got away from us. Moving on. Mel's beaten up Stormtrooper. And then... In his dressing he, room, he, right? No, and then he tries to go backstage. And in the dressing room, all the Hell's Hawks are trying to jump him. Mm. The Teen Titans intervene. And then are once again like, Hey, buddy, do you want to be buddies? Will you be our friend? Mm-hmm. And he's like, Well, I can show you where a cool place to hang out is. So mm-hmm. he takes him to a place called the Cool Cat. Mm-hmm. And he's like, here's where you guys can hang out. And they're like, no, come inside with us. And he's like, okay. Yeah, they're like, uh, what did they say? It won't be a party without you. Yeah, and so he's like, fine. And there's a scene where he's like, the girls are off dancing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fucking typical. And one of his, one of the Titans is just like, hey, what's the matter, buddy? He's like, never mind. It's fine. And then I think it's Lilith is mm-hmm. like, hey, why don't you come dance with me? And he's like, oh, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. You guys are okay. Yeah. I kind of liked that. Well, yeah, because he thought she was interested in him, and then he saw her dancing with some other guy, and then he was, that's why he was bummed out, and then she came over, and then he was like, oh, sweet. I thought it actually had more to do with race. But, like, oh, you say you want to hang out with me, but you guys are actually just, you know, wanting me to bring you someplace cool, and then you're not going to hang out with me. Oh, I didn't but, read that into it. That's yeah, possible. It, it There are a few different interpretations. That was mine. But either way, it's a nice little scene. Mm. And I like, I like. it seems like him and Lilith are, they have a special relationship. There's, um, there's a two newest, there. there's definitely some chemistry. Because then, so he, they, then he's like, you know what, I will be a Teen Titan. This seems okay. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back to their secret sky ride, skyscraper Robot apartment. Apartment. (laughs) (laughs) He goes back to their secret skyscraper robot apartment. Uh Uh-huh. And and Mr. Jupiter's like, yeah, you want to train with us? That's cool. But Mm -hmm. you won't get a uniform until you prove you're a Teen Titan. And so he goes into their crazy astronaut training booth where they try to light him on fire and do the hot lava with lasers. And he has to jump through a hole in the wall. From a wind tunnel. Yeah, from a wind tunnel. And they're like, oh, shit, he's probably dead. And they're they're super What did worried. we do? Yeah. And then he comes out and he's like, so there was that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you're great. And Mr. Jupiter's like, you've earned your uniform. And he's like, I haven't earned it yet. And I guess it's true that he has not killed a Nobel Peace Prize winner, which is how the Teen Titans earned those uniforms. Mm. So I think he decides that he's going to go try to do that on Venus. Yeah. There was a funny scene leading up to that, too, though, where um, I think it, the caption is, like, in the lonely hours of the night. <laughs> and I think it's Speedy is, like, laying in bed awake while Mal is staring out the window, and Speedy's thinking, like, gosh, I wonder what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's nice. Yeah. 
And what he's thinking is, uh, I'm going to go stow away aboard a spaceship and fly to Venus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Typical. Yeah, so he does, but the, the the scene in which he does that, it's it's actually really nicely drawn. It's it's a dialogueless two-page spread of him just like getting up in the middle of the night, thinking hard, realizing what he has to do. Lilith gets up, mm-hmm. sees that he's going, hugs him goodbye, mm-hmm. and says, hey, go do what you got to do, buddy. Sheds a single tear. She sheds a single tear. Mm-hmm. That and was really nicely drawn. It was. And off he goes to Venus. Mm-hmm. Or the moon. No, he's going to Venus. Well, that's what he thinks. No, he's going to Venus. They have to go to the moon. To intercept him? No, they have to go to the moon and then go from the moon to intercept him. Oh, that was a little hard to follow for me. It is. It's a dumb plan. But that's why we were talking before, the straightest... Mm. Point. Straightest line between any two points is, the is always the moon. Right. Of course, I forgot. <laughs> Somehow. That's why you were late getting here. You didn't go to the moon first. Ah, yes. So, mm. what was your favorite slang? Boy, yeah, like you said, uh, there was a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, the paint what you feel was one. <laughs> There's another one in which the, the Titans are are fighting the, uh, the Hell's Hawks. And uh, one of them says... Cream those hoods with sour cream. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Yeah, what? I really liked that too. I don't know what that meant. I I really enjoyed that. Mm. Yeah, was, cream those hoods with sour cream. Yeah. It's like, Damn. It's like, what? Yeah. What they, are you doing that, to them? That's not a thing that people generally <laughs> say as far as I know. Well, anymore. Yeah. The seventies was a strange time. It was a strange time. And in many ways a golden age for sour cream. I did not know that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had one other, too, which was the... You talked about the scene in which um, the, the Titans get involved in the Boys and Girls Club baseball game. Mm-hmm. And so the way that that happens is they're, like, passing by the park and a, a fly ball comes. And uh, yeah, one of them speedier. That was one that I had, too. Yeah, jumps. And uh, and uh, the man, whose name I forget, says, um, Nice stop! Which I guess he means by, like, good catch. Mm-hmm. Um, nice stop! Come in! Come in! We can't afford to lose any more baseballs! <laughs> I did not have that. I had a I had a different one that was around there. Every picture that I look in this makes me happy. I like when Mal says, "Fade, Cindy, run home." Mm-hmm. Like that's a nice way to tell somebody to vamoose. My favorite dialogue is actually it's it's the last dialogue. It's as Mal is flying off in the in the space shuttle, and Wonder Girl says, "The Titans need you. We'll get you back. God doesn't forget a single lost sparrow, and neither do we." Wow. You think a lot of yourself, don't you dare, Wonder Girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She keeps good company. And Mal's response is, don't sweat it, chick. I'm in my own groove at last, doing my thing. And I'm the first, a cat from Hell's Corner reaching for a star. I like that his own thing is <laughs> flying an unmanned flight to Venus. Yeah, well, he is certainly going to be the first cat from Hell's Corner to do that. That he is. And that, that was my favorite dialogue. What's your favorite panel? I had two choices for favorite panel. So the first one is on page three when the Titans are in the third leg of their their the perils that they have to go through. And it's the wind tunnel. Mm-hmm. And um, it's in the bottom uh, half of the page. And it's like up this sort of blue wash over it, maybe indicating it's in the dark. 
all their hair is drawn in such a way that indicates, yeah, there's a great amount of uh, wind being forced upon them. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, it's just got a really neat graphic quality to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, Wind Tunnel is a definite contender. This fight spread on pages 10 to 11 that take up the the whole double page spread. Yeah. Where the first one, they're, they're avoiding fighting and then they're using fighting to finish the fight. Yeah, they're... They're doing their dodging and fighting. Mm-hmm. And then and then the last one was page 22, which we already talked about as well. That was the montage of Mal leaving. Yeah, culminating with Lilith shedding a single tear as the silhouette of Mal approaches the space shuttle tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that one is, is for sure my favorite. But Very kind of cinematic. It's almost. really nice looking. And the fact that there's no dialogue in any of it is really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was my favorite. Although... Yeah, Stormtrooper wearing his hat and cape uh, in the boxing <laughs> ring. I really did like that, too. Yeah. There, there is a I, I love this this issue. Who's your favorite Teen Titan? Uh, Mal is my favorite Teen Hell yeah, Mal is my favorite yeah. Teen Titan, too. God bless that guy. He's yep. rad. He is rad. He's rad as fuck. Yep. Love Mal. Yep, he punches, he dances, he gives advice, and he does his own groove. And yeah. Goes to the yeah. Venus. If I was going to appoint a... Vice best Titan. I would probably go with Lilith because she let him do his own thing. Mm. Um, she try and hold him back. Yeah, no. She's like, hey, you need to go to Venus? Go to Venus. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm sad about it, mm-hmm. but hey, you do it. Yep. Yeah, no, it was rad. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I am disappointed. It, it's a beautiful cover of this issue. There's no mention of Mal. He's not featured. And that is clearly, this is, that is the thrust of this issue. They are introducing a new character. Mm-hmm. They're introducing the first black superhero, I think, for the DC universe. Mm-hmm. And there's no mention of it. And there's not on the next cover either. Mm-hmm. And in this cover, he's the main figure. In the second one, he's the main MacGuffin. He's the propelling force of the narrative in it. Mm-hmm. And there's no visual of him and no mention of him. And that kind of blows. Mm-hmm. What do you think that is? I think it's because they didn't want to show a black character on the cover. On the cover. Yeah. yeah. They thought it would hurt sales or something? Yeah, probably. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Raspberries. Yep. So the, that is the, the one downside of the issue. And I, I will say it is, is a beautiful cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Titans jumping into their shitty danger room while the angel is beckoning them and saying, Come, Titans, it is time. The creepy uh, gimp slash mother figure robot. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might have been conflating him somewhat with Roberta, the robot maid from uh, the Jetsons. Was that the name of the maid on the Jetsons? No, I know it was the name of the robot maid, though. Yeah, it was Rosie the robot. Oh. Roberta was the robot maid from uh, Richie Rich. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Eh, what can you do? So. What do you think Aqualad's probably up to? Uh, once again, I was afraid you were going to ask <laughs> that. I don't have the greatest track record piecing this together, but I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. So, again, with the topical nature of uh, what was going on in the U.S. with space exploration at mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. somewhere in mid-1970, the um, the Apollo 13 mission, which was the, the failed one where... Um, like one of the, there was a problem with one of the oxygen tanks or rockets or something, and it has the famous like Houston, we have a problem, and then uh, the rocket went up and 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 it took like six days or something to get the capsule back. Mm-hmm. So 
as part of that, the, the plan for launching the rocket was going to be that they would uh, jettison the fuel tanks over the Pacific Ocean in a place that uh, corresponded with the Tonga Trench, which is the deepest place on Earth. I thought that was a Marineris Trench. I'm, uh, the internet could have been wrong. I, this is all pretty recent. Oh, okay. Recent. Okay. Um, research no, no, I've no. Done. That, continue. Yeah, it could have been the... <laughs> the marinara trench. <laughs> I'm almost certainly getting that wrong. Mary, Mary, Marianas. Yeah, let's let's go for Marianas. So they're gonna drop this the the rock part of the rocket into I, it. I, I think it's technically pronounced Pischetti. The pis- <laughs> they're gonna drop. They're the, gonna drop the the, the rocket fuels in the Pischetti trench. In the Pischetti trench, right? Mm-hmm. However, there is a problem with this um, from an environmental standpoint which is that uh, there was a lot of uh, plutonium dioxide fuel left in this, which is ostensibly a pretty terrible sure. thing for fish. Sure. Happens that Aqualad at this time yes. was exploring the Paschetti Trench. Oh. <laughs> trying to check out some new shit. <laughs> trying to find it, yeah. yeah. And there's this major fish die-off going. He's like, it smells like plutonium dioxide. This sucks. What have you done to my Paschetti? What if you don't advise Pischetti? What can I do about it? So he takes the lobby to Washington, and he's not able to really affect much in the sense of legislative change, mm-hmm. but is able to successfully lobby for the first uh, Earth Day, which was in April of 1970, as a way to raise awareness about the environmental impact of the space program on the Pischetti Trench. Well done, Corey. That is, in fact... What Aqualad was up to. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> he was... Yes. You nailed it. Right on the head. Damn. That is, in fact, probably what Aqualad <laughs> was up to. This kid is on fire, man. Dude. He's he's having a hell of a year. He really is. Man. Who knew the adventures he would get into? Well... You know what he's not doing? Mm. He's not fucking murdering any Nobel Peace Prize winners. Yeah. Whew, dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah. Or having to wear any unflattering jumpsuits. You find those jumpsuits unflattering? I think they would be to Aqualad. Why is that? Because they would be taking him out of his classic uniform. Ah. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Almost as bad as Wet and Wild. Oh, oh Wet and Wild. Jeez. Yeah. Well, he's having a hell of a time. And, Yeah. That brings us to our conclusion. Thanks for joining us. As I said at the beginning, I've been doing the uh, first appearance of a black superhero every day for February on uh, Traveling Through the Bronze Age. If you want to see why I'm loopier than usual, go and give those a listen. There's 15 of them up so far. Um, by the time this comes out, there'll be, think, be 17 of them. Damn. Uh, yeah. So do that. Traveling Through the Bronze Age. Please drop us a line at ttwasteland at gmail.com. We've received, an, a, I think, three or four different people asking if when we finish this run up, we're going to do the new Teen Titans. And frankly, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to, at that point, want to continue on with this. There's part of me that really wants to. Or if we're going to want to do a reboot and start over with a different comic book series, possibly Defenders, uh, possibly Power Man and Iron Fist. Which those those are really fun. But yeah, why don't you give us your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know. Weigh in. Let us know what you think. But we got a long way to go. We're barely halfway through and we got miles to go before we sleep. So 
With that being said, thank you so much for joining us. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere on the internet, that would be nice. Thank you so much for joining us. Enjoy, enjoy. Bye. Bye.